0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Uh, He is the man who probably knows more about Antifa than anyone outside of the intelligence community. And he has a new book that you can order right now. Pre-order it. It's called Unmasked, Inside Antifa's Radical Plan to Destroy Democracy. He is Andy No. Andy, welcome back to America First. Thank you for having me on. Andy, uh, you're you're the man who has uh, gone into the lion's den. You've been assaulted by Antifa. You don't give up. You go back there with a camera, with a recorder, with your notebook. You've now written the book. Earlier this week, as we saw the violence erupt, I asked my team, I asked Eric to, to sit down and give us, give our listeners. We have millions of listeners. We have viewers all over, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. And I wanted to give them a 101 on what is Antifa. And Eric worked at it for several days. We've published it. It's up. You can, we'll repost it right now on Twitter, on Facebook. And beyond the historic elements from the 1930s, Andy, it's really hard to get any information on Antifa. You're now the expert. Why is it so hard?
1: It's hard because the information that's put out by the mainstream media is wrong, uh, incomplete and uh, many times lies actually. Uh, We've seen uh, for decades now in the US a cultural institutional takeover by those who are sympathetic and aligned to a far-left ideological worldview. And I think um, right now has been sort of this storm in the making of all of that boiling over into seeing that those who are wanting the revolution are taking to the streets and trying to force the revolution through acts of violence against the state, against citizens, uh, through arson attacks, for example, and rioting and looting and inciting violence. And even if uh, a government in Minnesota, for example, is not going to get overthrown, um, terrorism is working in that you see those in Minneapolis now finding what are their legal avenues to actually uh, dismantle completely the Minneapolis Police Department. That's been one of the main demands of Antifa extremists. But it's not their only demand, taking down Police is just the first one. They want to put themselves into a position of authority, and they see law enforcement obviously as a bulwark defending um, against criminal acts. So they wanted to take that down. Uh, They're going to work through the legal institutions next, and they've already had a lot of success, unfortunately, through Democrats, Democrats who, like Republicans, are tasked with defending the Constitution and making sure the republic is protected. And now we're having people like Attorney General Keith Ellison, people like Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, and other mainstream ostensibly liberals who are actively undermining and working with an enemy insurgency in the United States.
0: Uh, he writes for the post millennial. Follow him right now on Twitter, Mr. Andy, no N G O. The book is unmasked. You can pre order it right now. In the last uh, just a minute and a half we have uh, with you now, minute we have left with you, uh, can you give some kind of sense? Oh, sorry, 30 seconds. I'm, I'm being waved at. Look at me, my recondite. Attitude to time. I must, must be far more professional in my posts. That's what they call it. I'm going to ask you a question now, and you get to think about it over the break. I think they call that, what do they call it, a teaser, a cliffhanger? The question that everybody wants to know, Andy, is just how organized is this violence? People need to buy your book unmasked, but if you could give us just an indication when we come back, what is the degree of organisation in the last eleven days or prior to that that you're seeing with Antifa? He's Andy. No, I'm Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the President of the United States. Read the one hundred and one article by our colleague Eric at. Seb Gorka.com right now. It's posted on our Twitter feed, on our Facebook page. What is Antifa? It started off in the interwar years in Germany. It was originally the anti-fascistische Aktion group, the anti-fascist group, but really... They're a bunch of fascists today. Just ask the man who was attacked by them and any one of the ten individuals and in the families of those individuals who have been killed in the last 11 days since the death of George Floyd. We left uh, uh, Andy with a question in the last segment. Follow him right now, Mr. Andy, no NGO. In, in your experience, you've written the book. It's unmasked. You can order it now. But but tell tell our listeners, tell our viewers, Is this just spontaneous? Is it random? Is it an amoeba? Is it fluid? What is the level of organization that you've witnessed or managed to find out through your research when it comes to uh, Antifa here in America?
1: So I think the mainstream media has been setting up a straw man on Antifa by saying for example that there because there's no central figurehead leader like a uh, bin Laden and there's no central command structure that it's not really an organized uh, organization there's no way they could be doing carrying out the or inciting the, the huge destructive acts of violence that we've been seeing for the past week um, but that's the straw man uh, for for decades now, uh, the ideology has already been allowed to develop into um, far left, um, I would call them communities in large urban areas and regions. And from there, bookstores and community centers have been established that operate as places where this extremist literature that is disseminated can be easily accessed for free, and also where they go to meet others and to be trained uh, and brainwashed Project Veritas released a video yesterday of somebody who had infiltrated Rose City Antifa, who I am now suing, actually. And you will see in the video the level or organization structure that they they have operates as essentially a paramilitary-like uh, organization. So it's because it's decentralized that doesn't necessarily mean it's not organized, however. And you can listen to what the chief investigator of NYPD, what the head of uh, the DOJ, the head of the FBI have said and talked about how uh, the organization that they've seen, for example, in Manhattan, units who act as scouts who go out and provide the intel and communication of where police are in live time, and those who are tasked with resupplying and stocking weapons, very rudimentary weapons, by the way, bricks, rocks, bats, they don't need a high um, sophisticated level of organization to be carrying out this insurrection. And I call it an insurrection because they're able to embed themselves in massive demonstrations and incite violence within uh, those who are the opportunistic looters. And then once the looting is done in the building, for example, they'll go in with the Molotov cocktail or the petrol and the spark, and torch a building and that's what we saw in minneapolis so buildings blocks raised to the ground and this is, has not just been an experiment in uh far left writing it's been deadly
0: uh the the tactics clearly as you've described them are fascistic it is violence against all types of individuals innocent people who aren't even resisting them shop owners you name it the question is what is the goal andy of of what you call an insurrection because as far as i listen to the slogans It seems as if it's not fascist goals because fascism created a corporatist state. It seems as if anarchy is the goal, sheer chaos, violence, murder, destruction. Is there anything more to the ultimate objectives of this organization that you've been researching for so very long?
1: When they chant in spray paint, burn it down, they actually mean it literally, they want regime change. By regime change, I'm not just talking about a, uh, removing Donald Trump from office, I'm talking about overthrowing the republic, overthrowing the constitution. They want to build up a brand new society they believe that can be utopia, one where there's no government, no authority, and one where there's no capitalism. And it's, you know, as I described this, it's a fairy tale. And they don't care who, what, Uh, they have to kill to achieve their goals. They're very much willing to sacrifice their own followers and make them out to be martyrs. That's why they use human shields, that's why they embed themselves among peaceful protesters, so that when they do carry out attacks on law enforcement and police respond with uh, pepper spray or smoke canisters, then those scenes and footage are used as agitprop in the mainstream media for politicians to tie the hands of law enforcement so that the looting can continue. The looting here is all It serves a function of destabilizing the country in a time where the country is weakened because of the consequences, the devastating consequences of the coronavirus
0: economically. He he seems far too young to know how to use the word agitprop, but it only indicates how much he actually knows a word from the Cold War. It is propaganda used to agitate a community. In the last 30 seconds we have left, I have to ask you, you know, we're in the middle of a presidential election cycle. We've got less than six months to go. Is, isn't it true that there's one political party in America that is actually facilitating the, the, the ideology and the verbiage of these anarchists, Andy, no?
1: Not formally,
0: officially, but no.
1: through, through uh, people, correct, politicians who have significant social capital influence and legitimacy who are providing a way for anti-fuzz extremist ideology to be mainstreamed.
0: Yeah there there is one party that has normalized violence and it's not the Republicans the Democrat party from Maxine Waters saying if you see a member of the Trump campaign in public harass them whether it's Obama's former the, uh, the former attorney general who called himself Obama's wingman Eric Holder saying when they're down you kick them or whether it is the last president himself who said if you have a family member who politically disagrees with you. Quote, this is the president. Get in their face. It's the Democrats. You're a brave man. We respect you. We recognize your work and your forthrightness. Follow him right now on Twitter at Mr. Andy No N G O and order his book. As many of you pre order it right now, the sooner we'll get it, I hope. It's called Unmasked the Truth.
2: This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. In late April, hundreds of Orthodox Jews gathered for the funeral of a beloved Hasidic rabbi, but New York's mayor deemed their rights absolutely unacceptable and threatened mass arrests if it happened again. A month later, tens of thousands of angry, often violent protesters rallied for Black Lives Matter, but the same mayor encouraged them. Boasting of his own daughter's participation, simultaneously, 1,300 medical and public health professionals who had previously advocated strict social distancing signed a statement in support of mass demonstrations and idiotically called them, quote, vital to the national public health. This ludicrous illogical switch demonstrates the so-called social justice activism that has become a substitute religion for secular progressives, with its own saints, martyrs, and intolerant, unassailable creed. And this replacement faith, the holiest sacrament is public protest, not because it achieves anything practical, but because it amounts to a form of self-destructive, fanatical, secular worship. I'm Michael Medved.
0: ADF, fighting for those whose religious freedom is being violated. Start at townhallreview.com.